Two words have encapsulated fixed income markets in recent months, volatility and uncertainty. The ongoing conflict in Ukraine has seen fuel prices soar and played havoc with supply chains, especially agricultural. Coupled with the onset of the highest inflation period in decades, investors have every reason to be on their guard. But with turbulence comes opportunity. Yields have risen significantly and spreads have widened, both of which offer the potential for active investors to tap into powerful sources of return. I'm Tom Parker, and joining me today to discuss the recent sell-off, as well as how and why it has created some of the most compelling chances in years to generate income, is Gordon Harding, PIMCO Vice President and Fixed Income Specialist, focusing on multi-sector fixed income strategies. Welcome, Gordon. How are you doing? Hi, Tom. Very good, thank you. Turbulence has emerged as a dominant theme in fixed income markets in recent months. What's behind it? And how do you see the next few months playing out? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here today. This year has been an extremely volatile one for most asset classes, but particularly fixed income. For bonds, unfortunately, many sectors have seen the worst returns that we've seen in the last 30 or 40 years because we've had a combination of interest rates rising quite significantly. We've had credit spreads rising significantly. So the yields across all different sectors of the market have risen. And this is really a result of um, inflation and inflation expectations picking up. If we cast our minds back to a year or so ago, we had inflation around the sort of four to five percent level. We had interest rates effectively at zero. Where we are now is interest rates moving up to the sort of five percent range in the UK and the US as well. But I think going forward, we're likely to see still some volatility in the relatively near term because we are still in what is quite an uncertain macroeconomic environment. The good news is we're now seeing more opportunities in the bond markets than we've seen for many, many years, just simply because yields have moved so significantly higher and spreads have moved significantly wider. The yield cushion that you have now for any potential negative price action going forward is such that we still think we can see positive returns from from bonds in in the coming six to 12 months. And also, over time, as we see inflation coming down, then bonds can really come back to playing that traditional role of a diversifier in portfolios. Against that backdrop of greater uncertainty, some investors might be tempted to respond to that volatility by taking a passive stance and simply riding it out. What is the downside to that strategy? For an active fund manager, there's there's just so many different ways to be able to outperform a passive index, which if you're an investor in that index, you need to accept the you know, the risk characteristics of that index, which might not be appropriate for the for the current market environment. There's lots of opportunities to take an active approach in fixed income because it's really a multi-dimensional asset class. There are so many different ways that you can drive returns in fixed income uh, from duration, yield curve positioning, different coupons, fixed, floating, index linked, uh, different parts of capital structures, different credit ratings. Let's look at PIMCO's income strategy. And in particular, how have you positioned your flagship GIS income fund? With the income fund, we're aiming to produce an attractive and a stable level of income. So the way that we do that is by taking, firstly, a a diversified approach, investing right the way across the fixed income market. We will typically have a portion of the fund invested in higher quality assets that tend to do quite well when the economy is slower and they provide downside protection to the portfolio. And then we have a portion that's invested in higher yielding sectors 
that provide us with a, a more attractive level of income. And that balanced approach and that diversification over time should lead to more consistent levels of income and more consistent returns than you would expect from a fund that's positioned in just one or two sectors of the bond market. What steps have you taken in response to the increasing trade-off between central bank tightening to combat inflation and the resulting weakness in economic growth? One of the great things about the Income Fund is that we have flexibility to be able to manage our duration in the portfolio. We've been using that flexibility by having a relatively low duration at the start of the year. But then as yields have repriced during the year, we've added duration into the portfolio. And that's served the fund quite well and has helped to protect value for investors, of course, as as yields have gone up. Where do you see opportunities arising then in the coming months? And what are some of the ways that you're fine-tuning your income fund to take advantage of these opportunities? Well, starting yields today are much higher than they've been in a long time. So we think it's relatively straightforward to be able to achieve yields in the 6% or so range without actually having to take a huge amount of duration risk. So we're seeing opportunities across all different sectors of the market. On the high quality side of things, we actually think that agency mortgage-backed securities in the US are good value now. The Fed has been reducing its balance sheet and spreads have got to levels we haven't seen for a very long time in that sector. We also like US inflation-linked bonds because they're pricing in, we think, too low a level of inflation compared to our expectation. And then on the higher yielding side of things, we're a little bit more cautious because we do think that the economy is going to slow, but nevertheless still finding opportunities on the securitized side of things, particularly in residential mortgage-backed securities in the US that don't have a guarantee from the US government, but fundamentals in that market are very strong. In certain parts of the high-yield market as well, in less cyclical sectors that are likely to be less affected by a slower growth environment, so telecoms or healthcare, for example, and in certain emerging markets as well. You mentioned residential mortgage-backed securities in the US. Could you give a little bit more detail on that? This is actually one of our favoured areas to invest in at the moment. These are bonds that are backed by residential loans in the US, but they don't come with a guarantee from the government or agencies of the government, so there is credit risk there. But the area that we really like are what's known as legacy non-agency MBS. So these were bonds that were issued prior to the financial crisis. So this means that the the homeowners have been paying back their loans for the last 15 years or so. At the same time, we've seen house prices in the US go up quite significantly, at least over the last 10 years. So the mortgage balance is reducing, the house price is going up, equity is improving, and the loan to values are very, very low in, in these instruments. So that gives us a lot of protection in the event that house prices fall from here. So finally, how do you expect the GIS Income Fund to perform over the coming months? And how can investors find out more about the strategies shaping it? Well, it has felt very painful for bond investors this year, unfortunately, because we've seen yields rising very significantly. Returns in the short term can be unpredictable, and there may well still be some volatility as well in the nearer term. But With yields much higher now, and when you look over a more medium-term horizon, there's certainly much more downside protection built into the level of of yields now that they are significantly higher than we saw, say, a year or so ago. So in neutral scenarios, because yields are higher, you're earning a more attractive income. In negative scenarios, if we see yields rising or spreads widening further from here, 
We still think we can deliver returns in the low to mid single figure range, perhaps over the next 12 months. And then, of course, there's also a potentially optimistic scenario where yields come down and spreads tighten. And in that case, we would hope to be able to produce double digit plus type returns from from the income fund going forward. Gordon, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks very much, Tom. Pleasure to be here. 